Welcome to the Strong as a Mother podcast, where we listen to inspiring stories from strong women that are changing and impacting the world. With the current COVID-19 pandemic among us, Strong as a Mother is reaching out to local businesses in the Greenville, South Carolina area and asking them how they're managing their lives, businesses, and helping others during this time. Stress is high right now. Our lives have become new normals. This episode will help you to see that you are in control of your mind and actions. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Katie Edwards Corbin, the CEO and founder of the Center of Bliss, the Leader's Circle, and a wife and mom to two young boys. Katie shared so much wisdom and tips on how to manage your anxiety, how mindset matters, and the importance of compartmentalizing your time. After listening to this episode, you're going to want to grab a piece of paper and get focused. Listen now. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining me this morning. It's great to have you. Yes, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's talk a little bit about um, life right now and how things are going for you with everything that's been going on with the COVID-19 crisis. Yeah. So, um, we had to close our two clinics in March 19th. We actually closed down. Um, I was watching just kind of what was going on and trying to gauge how the world was reacting and then how people were reacting like patients were reacting. And that Monday I started to watch even a little bit closer and just seeing how people were more scared and wondering if their appointment was going to be there or it wasn't. And there was just too many unknowns for people that I felt like number one, the safety of people is worth more than any type of income or anything that we would actually benefit from a business. And then two people were like, is my appointment Am I going to come in? Am I not going to come in? And I think that was even just causing more anxiety than good. And, and at the center of bliss, we're always, you know, more for what people need versus what, what people think they need in general. Right. So we, I just decided to close, which was, you know, hard for me to do. I think it's hard for anybody to make that decision because I've never had to make the decision of a temporary closure. But once it was made, I actually like relieved me a lot because I knew that, everyone was going to be safe. My team was going to be safe. I was going to be safe. And we were just playing it, you know, day by day, pretty much. So we closed down and the nice part is, so, I mean, we do acupuncture. So there's, that's obviously like a physical thing that we have to, you know, do in the office, but there are a lot of modalities that we can offer outside of the treatment room. I've been doing a lot of herbal consults with people. I've been doing a lot of telehealth. Um, I have a, um, a treatment that I can do on people called EFT, which is emotional freedom technique for anxiety or stress or things that people can do at home. So a lot of my patients reach out to me just for supplements for things that they could do at home. So we are still, we are still doing that. Okay. Um, so, so that's really how we're, we're running right now. Cool. What is, tell me more about this EFT. Um, you said that they kind of do it at their home. So is it something that you walk them through each time or is it like something that they do on their own? How does that work? Yeah. So basically EFT is emotional freedom technique. It's a combination of the meridian therapy that TCM uses, and it's basically tapping on certain areas of the body. Okay. 
So we go through um, like a protocol or whatever they're, whatever they're struggling with, we obviously modify for that. But there are points specifically that we tap on to help to release fears in the body, anxieties in the body, things that are maybe living in the body emotionally for a really long time. So I can guide them through Zoom or some kind of, you know, virtual space where just taking them through the steps we're working and we're saying things while we're doing that to help to release fears or anxieties basically. Okay, cool. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. So, um, I know that there is so much anxiety going on right now, especially with all of this. And so if I were presenting with anxiety or like some of our listeners, what mm -hmm. is like a certain tapping point or what is something that they could tap on or and say to kind of help them relieve that anxiety or just kind of a, a day I don't know is do you kind of do it more of like a daily um routine like add that into your daily routine how how does that work and is there something that you can kind of offer to them to kind of just help them with yeah. that yeah so so usually with the EFT kind of protocol or the way EFT works. So there is a way that we utilize EFT for the person, obviously. So the person right. presents with something yes. and then we're choosing the, the way that we do things based on that person. But even just something simple, like with the Meridian therapy, an easy like modification of that would just be, so between the eyebrows, there's a point, right? So there's a point okay. right here. It's called the intongue. And basically somebody can just take, yep. It's called yin tong. Oh, yin tong. Okay. Yep. Yin tong. <laughs> and it's basically like a, a anxiety calmer. It's a stress reducer. It's like, um, basically it's a spirit calmer. They'll say in Chinese medicine, calms the spirit, calms the shen. That's what Chinese medicine would say it would do. That's basically just calming the nervous system in Western men. Okay. Right. So what I would suggest is taking two fingers and just tapping right, right on that point, right between okay. the eyebrows and just saying, even though I feel really anxious right now, I love and accept myself. I love that. And you can just keep repeating it. So even though I feel really anxious right now, I still love and accept myself. Cool. Right? And somebody could repeat that. So when we're doing this with people, there is um, a lot more points that we use in this, right? right? So, okay. and we're tapping down through the points basically, right? And we're saying things that somebody has like a fear of, right? Even though I, you know, lost my job today, I still love and accept myself. Right. Even though I, you know, my kids are driving me crazy, I still love and accept myself. So whatever things that people are really struggling with, this is an easy way. And this has been used for a long time. It's basically a way that you can do it. And once you kind of know how to do it too, you can, it's kind of like self-taught to some way. Yeah. Once you know how to do it, it's very easy to innervate and you can use it and apply it to a lot of different things. So once you kind of have that tool in your tool belt, it, you right. can apply it in any way. So if you're wanting to clear, like even if you had a circumstance where you're experiencing trauma or some kind of fear, you can just start, start tapping on the points. And it basically, right. what it's doing is helping to innervate the nervous system on a kind of Western level. It's somewhat cognitive behavioral therapy, 
right? On like a psycho-emotional level, we're not doing any therapy or anything like that, but that's just the basis it comes from. And then um, you can apply it to what's going on in your life. So it's kind of a cool, it's a neat tool to have in your tool belt, especially when we're, we're dealing with things like this, where it's a big unknown. People don't know what's, they don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Right. A lot of people are really scared, um, you know, health-wise, uh, financially, whatever it is for people that are struggling. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really cool too, that um, just saying, I still love and accept myself or I love and accept myself. I think that those are good things that you could even just post on your bathroom mirror. Like Mm -hmm. I love and accept myself. And so those are just really, really great tools, like you said, to have so that you're constantly seeing them. And then even if like your kids are stressing you out, you know, even though my kids are driving me insane, I still love and accept myself. And I think that that's um, really, thank you for that. I think that's very valuable for many people, um, especially yeah. our listeners. So yes, no um, problem. That's exciting. So um, if somebody was getting acupuncture um, before, are there different things that they can do to help them aside from the, um, the herbal medicine and the EFT? Like, do they have like certain points that they can work on themselves at home? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the people, like my patients that are reaching out to me, they're saying like, well, I'm still struggling with this condition. Is there anything I can do at home? So like one patient's having a lot of pain. So I'm sending them home with moxa sticks that they actually can do at home. And basically moxa is moxa bushin in Chinese medicine. It helps to move, um, pain basically. So it's put over the area of pain and kind of just, it's almost like kind of smudged over the area of pain. It helps to penetrate into those meridians in Chinese medicine, as we would call them and helps to move pain. So basically it's warming the area and the actual mugwort, the root helps to relieve pain. So like one of my patients reached out to me, it's like, Oh, my, my, my heel is still really bothering me. Is there anything that I can do at home? So I just packed up a little thing and I showed her how to do moxa and she's just going to do it at home to really help to relieve the pain. Cool. Yeah. I think that's really neat. And, um, I'm glad that we're having these conversations because I see even more. So I wish we would have had even more conversations because I see even more so how acupuncture and what we do like can overlap and complement one another. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's really neat. Um, so how long have you had the Center of Bliss? Center of Bliss has been open since 2002. Okay. I had a practice before them, so up in New York. So this one's been open about eight, eight, eight years. Okay, cool. Um, and then in New York, were you also doing acupuncture? Yep. Yep. Okay. I had a smaller practice. It was just me as a solo practitioner. And I actually, that's when I moved down here in 20. 12, right. 2012. Yes. 2012. That's when it was started. Yeah. Uh, so that from there, I've just had the center of bliss and just basically was solo for a while and then grew into a team. Okay. That's so cool. And I remember us chatting a little bit about that when we were at, um, on a panel that we were on mm-hmm. together the very first time that we met. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think was, no, I wasn't pregnant with, um, Willow at that time. I think it was after that. Um, yes. But okay, so um, tell me a little bit more about how having children and the center of bliss, how that all has been working. 
Okay. So yeah, it's definitely different, <laughs> right? It's definitely different how we're functioning as a household right now. So my husband is also home. He's an engineer. So we're all home. He's working from home, just like I'm working from home. Um, I'm not seeing the patient load that I was seeing at the clinic, which is right. fine with me because I couldn't see that right. load here anyways, because I was usually seeing like a few an hour at, at the clinic. And really now I only can see one in one every 45 minutes yeah. um, virtually. So it's good. It, it really helped me slow down. We are definitely managing saying like waking up in the morning. And I'm really like a big um, mindset person. So usually I'm waking up doing some kind of 20 minutes to myself, whether it's meditation or walking around the neighborhood or whatever it is, so I can really kind of center and calm myself. So throughout the day, I'm not feeling edgy, right? Okay. So I always feel like when we start to feel edgy, we have to check in with ourselves and say, well, what's really going on with me? Right. It's really, it's a really important now more than ever, to be honest, because we're all inundated with each other 24 seven. Right. So, um, so this is really important. So really I'm just waking up and going to my husband, Hey, what do you got to do today? What do I got to do today? And then we try to like mix our schedules so we can do what we need to do without childcare. Right. Um, and, and really like both kind of stay on the same page. So that's what we're trying to do. My kids are really young. So Ethan, my son is three and then my daughter is one. And they're, you know, they still require so much attention at this point. Yeah. So we're really kind of trading off back and forth when we need to do things and just thinking more about productivity versus how much time we're putting into the, the work that we're doing more about, you know, aligning and being productive. And that really helps um, me to me to personally focus on him as well. Awesome. Is he um, as mindset focused as you are? He is to some extent. I mean, I've taught him a lot. I mean, he's done yoga teacher training. He is very inundated in that world, basically through me, but he really yeah. takes it really in great stride. And we kind of have to remind each other a lot and going, well, you might need to take some time and just go outside by yourself for a little while and just take a walk or take a breather. Cause it yeah. is, you know, it is a lot to be around people every all day every day right this has not been our life at all so it's right. definitely different yeah cool um so you have done a lot of a lot of things now with the leader circle mm -hmm. and um i think um i don't know i'm sure that this has been going on for a while but i was just more introduced to it just a few months ago and so um tell me just a little bit more about that yeah, so this is really one of my biggest passions and it has been since I actually started entrepreneurship in 20 or 2009. That's really where I started. Um, I was an entrepreneur and I really started to hit the ground running. There was, and ever since then, I always, I love entrepreneurship. I love the being a business owner. I love that part of it. I love serving people through my business. That's the vehicle that I use to serve people. But since I had been successful really early in life and built a couple businesses from the ground up, I started getting asked, asked really early too as well like what are you doing can you help me so i started to mentor people and that really led to my business mentoring and coaching people i've been doing that for about i want to say seven years now okay so but it's always been kind of the side thing versus right. like the center of bliss has always been the main thing and then the the other thing has always been really my side thing which i really love so 
I really always have gravitated towards, or people have gravitated towards me that are really more leaders in their industries, more people on the leading edge. They want to grow their impact in the world. They know that they have the expertise. They really want to reach more people and, and make an income doing it because right. that's what, you know, money is the lifeblood of business. It really is. And when people that are in that position don't have that, that funding, it, it really becomes resistance around the business. People start not liking their business. They don't feel fluid in it. So it has to flow easily. So really what I um, tried to cultivate and star is people that are on the leading edge of their industries, people that are successful in business and how to really lead them from that place. So that's really what the leaders for circle is about. People that are, um, in a business for seasoned, right? They have some business experience. They're not just starting out of the gate. Right. They're more, they want to really grow and flourish and even like pivot right now. So in the leader circuit right now, I'm talking about how people either have to pivot their business and change right into the digital world when you're brick right. and mortar or people that don't have to pivot, but have to really get through the barriers barriers of can I still charge what I'm charging? Can I still offer what I'm offering? So right. there's a couple levels that we really touch in and that's really what the leader circle is about, allowing people to navigate and really grow their business in whatever times there whatever kind of times there are. Yeah, that's neat. How um you said you've been doing that for about seven years now. Yes. Um so I've seen too, I know that you have um, retreats and things like that, or you've done retreats before. Is yes. that for the leader circle or is that separate? That's separate. So we've done more mindfulness retreats for the center of bliss, okay. but we, we haven't done one in a while. So mainly, mainly I'm doing more like workshops and things like that right now. Okay, cool. Within the center of bliss or? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yep. So with the leader circle, is that, um, one-on-one -on -one coaching or is that groups or how do you go about doing that? Yeah. So I do both. So I'm actually doing more one-on-one -on -one coaching right now uh, because number one, I think people somewhat, some people need more support right now. Like my existing clients need a little bit more support if they're right. definitely having to pivot, but I'm actually putting out a program that is helping basically brick and mortar. And this is actually in the works already. Uh, almost like 90% of this done. And it's, it, it, it's basically going to be put out there next week. And it's really taking brick and mortar businesses online okay. and how to do that in the easiest way po possible. Cause I had to do that. Right. So right. I had to do that personally, but I also had to do that when I switched to business coaching. Cause I work with people not you know, face to face, I'm working with people in a virtual level. Right. And so really, and I'm really tech savvy, so I can create funnels for people. I can help them basically create webinars. I can show them the, the whole tech side and how to yeah. set that up and then what to offer people to as well. Cause people do get stuck on that. Yeah, that's neat. So are you, um, what type of brick and mortar? So are you looking, do you work more with acupuncturists or is it a wide range of people? It's actually a wide range of people. The funny thing is, is I do work with acupuncturists, but I get a lot of people in a lot of different fields. So I'm getting people that are mainly a practitioners of some trait. So somebody that offered a service and were, was offering a service inside a space. Right. So it's basically beyond the treatment room. Okay. Okay. 
that's neat. And so um, things such as um, if they were doing, if they wanted to do some sort of workshop or if they wanted to do some sort yes. of um, telemedicine or yes, things like yep. that. That's or neat. if they want to offer a program, right? right? So if you want to, if someone wants to offer a program, say it's even like a, um, a massage therapy and they want to offer a program they're also like you know into meditation and stuff like that they right. could offer like a six-week program on how to reduce bodily and mental stress yeah something like that so it, it you can use it for whatever people gravitate towards whether it's a workshop one-to-one -one work or the, the inundated program um work so nice. it's kind of cool for people to get this set up now too because the truth is we don't know how long this is going to last, right? We really don't. And we really don't know how long we're going to actually not be able to be in a physical location. Mm -hmm. For some people, I know some people are considered essential still, but there could be a time where they're not, right? That's, yeah. that's the truth. So, and I know the people that are reaching out to me are really saying like, hey, I've been wanting to do this anyways. I have this special niche or this thing that I'm really um, passionate about doing and I want to box that and put it out to the whole world right. but their backs are against the wall right now they're going oh my god I should have done this a year ago mm -hmm. and I really wanted to do this a year ago but right now it, it is the time to do this for a lot of people oh yeah certainly um, where did you learn all of your like becoming tech savvy did you learn all of these on your own did you have a mentor yourself or a coach yourself Yes. So I am tech savvy by nature. I really am. I grew up with five computers. My dad built computers, five computers in the same room. So I'm super tech savvy as, as being young, right? So I can write code. I can build websites. I can figure out a program really quick, but I've had three huge mentors in my life that have really, really taught me how to do this. Yeah. And one of my mentors I actually worked with for a while and he's very, very inundated in tech and he's taught me a lot of this stuff. But to be honest, my muscle that I built over the years is in business. I yeah. mean, I'm still obviously really strong in the practitioner field, but I've done a lot in that field that makes me, you know, qualified, I guess, and has the ability to really teach people how to do this. Yeah. How do you manage seeing, cause you're um, still, you know, doing the acupuncture part, yes. correct? Mm -hmm. So how are you, how do you manage the, um, seeing, seeing your clients, do you call them patients or clients? I call them patients. Okay. So you're seeing your patients, um, seeing your clients for coaching, and also being a mom and wife and all that. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> I'm a multitasker by nature. I really am. Um, but I block time. So basically I'm saying even I've even done this for years. So I'm saying this is my practitioner hat I'm wearing. I'm wearing it this day and this day. And that's where all that stuff gets done. Right. So I'm really blocking time instead of saying like, oh, I'm going in the morning for a gap and then I'm going to coach. I really if I'm coaching people in business, I'm like embodying that place. Right. So right. I'm saying I'm coming from a business owner, a CEO to a CEO. And I'm 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 not, you know, stopping with a patient going, oh, I got to call and do this hat. Right. I'm really blocking time. So it helps me really embody that and gets up gets me up in the morning to go like, this is a coaching day right. and this is a practitioner day right now. I'm doing more coaching than, than in with my patients right now. Yeah. How are you, um, 
So do your children go to a daycare or do you and your husband take turns with things or how do you um, add that component in too? Because I think a lot of, you know, people listening too, well, they're kind of just like, well, man, I work full time and I have kids and I, you know, don't know how to, they still, it's just running day by day and it's just really tough for them to really figure out like how to get every like laundry and, you know, just get everything done. Um, without making themselves go crazy and having to start tapping on themselves, you know, right. to say, you know, yes. um, to calm themselves down. Yes. Um, that's a really great question. So my mom actually watches my kids. So this is really nice because my mom is, my mom is local. She'll right now she's not watching them cause we're all, you right. know, obviously quarantined. Um, and my, they're just not comfortable right now. My stepdad has a lot of, um, like heart issues. He's kind of at high risk. So we're just like staying away from all family right now, to be honest. But when it comes to like, even before this, I really, it's, it's about managing time. It really is. And getting really, really clear on your value around time because time is more valuable than anything else. Yeah, it really is. is. So if you're, if you're, you know, taking too much time in one area, you really have to get a good relationship with time. And I feel like over the years, I've gotten a better relationship with time and just making it a a really big priority. So I just compartmentalize time. And I just make it, you know, this is my routine in general. I have some kind of like ritualistic routine that I follow. So I, I have the ability and the capacity if I have that relationship to time to utilize it versus, versus make me a slave to it basically. So everybody has the same amount of time in every single day we do. And that's where that productivity factor really plays a role. And it's really mental. You have to get really clear and work on your mind around this. And I've done this for, for years and years that you have to get clearer and clearer on what is really important. Right. And really what you value. So do, and me and my husband, you know, we will, somebody will do the laundry. We are equal in that space. So for, for people that maybe don't have that, you have to come at equality with your spouse too, as well. And say like, Hey, I need help and ask for help, right? I need help in this area. I need this block of time. And he'll say, I need help in this area. I need this block of time. So you have to have a good relationship too. If you're, if you're at home, you know, obviously right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is so true. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people like, Oh, I wish my husband would do that. And, but I think it just comes with asking too. Like you need to, you need to just ask that because my husband and I are the same way, except for, um, he mows the lawn, like, cause he is the riding lawnmower, but, um, but like we, we do, um, we take turns as well. Like are not even taking turns. It's just like, just kind of like, what we've done, you know, just, it equals out to one another and, but, you know, try not to keep score. Um, um, you can't do that, but I love that you say the time blocking. So what does a morning look like for you? Like prior, I guess, maybe to this whole thing, or maybe you've, have you stuck with your morning routines since everything? It's definitely, it's changed. So my morning routine used to be, I would get up 
around my, my kids usually wake around seven 30. So that's kind of like a, a norm for us in our house. So I usually get up early, right? So I'm getting up maybe an hour, an hour and a half before they wake up. And honestly, I'm in this, I really had to get really clear on last year on how to really manage all this stuff. And this really helped me because how, how we're doing our days is going to lead to how we're going to do our life. Yes. So the, the, the more that you can like slim down on what really works for you. So a morning routine is really important for a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, because it gets mm -hmm. you clear. It takes your old day and leaves that behind and allows you to become clear on and being present and where you are right now. So some kind of morning routine. So usually my routine is like waking up in the morning. Usually I'm like brushing my teeth and drinking water, like something super simple. Right? right. And then I am basically doing some kind of like mindfulness technique, whether it's meditation or I'm listening to something guided or something that gets my mind a little bit more still and a little bit more clear. And then usually I'm writing something down, whether it's journaling or it's like planning, I can do that too as well. And then some kind of movement. So I allow my physical body to move. So when I, when my kids wake up, I am much more clear instead of bringing the baggage from the day before with me, I feel like it clears my slate more. Yeah. So that's my routine then. My routine now is not like that. So usually yeah. <laughs> I am sleeping a little bit later. I'm feeling like I require a little bit more sleep right now. So I'm just honoring that. I'm usually waking up about 20 minutes before my kids if I can. And then I'm just doing something really simple, whether it's just stretching or just taking a little bit of quiet time to myself and just either meditating or honestly just sitting in quiet, right? You don't right. even have to like quote unquote meditate, just sitting in quiet or writing something down. So my routine has shortened. And then most of my day, depending on what's going on, is going to be just um, either patient care or more of the coaching hat. So it just depends. Um, it just depends on what I, what I block for that week. Yeah. Neat. I love it. Um, thank you for taking us through that because it's, I think it's helpful, not just because I don't think that it's good for people to mimic somebody else's routines, but I think it's it. good to have an idea of like what other people's routines look like just for more of that guide. Like, oh, like if somebody's not more of a mindful person or they're not really a more routine person, like I like to get up earlier than everybody else so that I can actually like have some me time just like you like yes. kind of go through a little routine and everything has looked different too since we've started. But um, I've actually kind of found that this has helped me have even a better kind of routine um, just for myself. Um, so I've been exercising more like every single, this is a first morning that we have not gone on a walk with my kids. Um, my yes. husband allowed them, today is spring break. So or the start of spring break. So the kids usually go to bed like around eight o'clock. And he let them stay up till 930 watching a movie with him. Yeah. And um, so they ended up staying or sleeping a little bit later. So we didn't go on our morning walk, but we will do it today. But, um, right. but yeah, it is, I honestly, I just feel like there's a little bit more freedom right now too, you know? And so um, this has kind of just been a lot better for that. But um, what is your favorite type of movement? Like when you say that you are doing movement, like, do you have, um, do you run, do you do yoga? What kind of things do you like to do? 
Yeah. So yoga is definitely my, my default for sure. But I've really been walking a lot right now too, as well. Like simply like walking, steady walking. I used to be a runner when I was younger and I, I, I do like to run, but honestly, like there's something about walking right now that is really just helping my energy, just being, you know, not running from anything, not running towards anything, just this steadiness that is just helping me cultivate like a steadiness internally too as well. Cause the truth is, is there's going to be big emotions associated with this. This is something nobody in the history has ever really navigated. Right. So no, everybody's doing the best they can, but helping your mind and your body become steady and stable and just inundated with more of the, the goodness that is still available. I, still have the ability to go outside and walk, yeah. right? I still have the ability to be in my home and have food and water and all of that stuff. And just shifting into that place of like gratitude for the really small things, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And that really helps people. And, and even as like a practitioner or as a business owner, it helps people realize what really is available to us that we have been maybe taking for granted or missing or always like, you know, looking for the next thing to happen or to grow in this area, do whatever, right? Or the things that we're complaining about, we really have to step back and become steady and clear on that big picture instead of just focusing on Oh my, you know, I'm home with my kids. This sucks. I can't get anything done. And, and, and really you have to step back and go like, Oh, thank God I'm home with my kids. Yes. Thank God I can, you know, have this available to me. Thank God we're all safe. Thank God we're all healthy. Yes. And when you shift in that perspective, it really puts things in, in just a greater, a greater perspective for all. And then you're not feeling the lack that, um, or the loss that is really feeling like it's happening right now. Right. Yeah. And right now you have to be more mindful of that, um, yes. than ever because you get sucked into that. Like if you're, um, I just keep going back to, if your kids are, you know, <laughs> driving you crazy because I mean, I've, I have almost a seven-year-old, a four-year-old and a one-year-old or almost a two-year-old, but, um, yes. the, four and the almost seven year old, they're constantly like, it's yeah. just kind of like I leave the room and they're screaming or someone's crying or they're yeah. playing a uh, water gun fight yesterday. And one of them was crying because he got wet. <laughs> and, like, yes. and so, um, like you said, like, Oh man, I'm stuck at home with my kids or whatever. Like, just be thankful that you have that opportunity yes. right now to do that. Like, um, you really just have to take a step back. I went, to the grocery store a couple weeks ago and um they had this loud thing over like it's time to go wash your hands like and it just sounded wow. so like like monotone and like scary almost to me and um like i started getting like looking around and nobody's looking at you like they're afraid that they're gonna like yep. infiltrate you with something and um yes. and it was just almost scary and like i just felt like this urge to just like race out i didn't but like i just got very overwhelmed and like started getting kind of teary-eyed and when i got in the car i was like wow and so then i had to like just completely change my mindset like yes. okay this is just for the time being like this is not forever um this is a different situation but like then just had to really think about what you're grateful for so Yes. Um, I love those that what you said about 
just, you know, being mindful and just like, what are you grateful for? What, um, not what you lack and loss, but what, what do you have? And I think that this is going to, I hope, teach a lot of people about that, you know, like, because we haven't had to go, go through those, this situation ever. And so now it's teaching all of America (laughs) how to, how to go about living better lives almost, I hope. Um, I know that there's so much lack and I mean, there's more loss in jobs than the great depression. Like that was mind blowing to me when I, when I saw that. Yes. It's just, it's crazy. It, It is crazy. And the thing is too, is like, so what I'm seeing is like, we're probably not going to go back to what it was before. Right. So like, the thing is, is like some things will definitely go back, but I don't think anything will ever be exactly the same as it was before going into this as going out. And that's even just to say, not even physically, not saying even financially, not saying even whatever that that'll come back eventually. But I think if we're willing, we can totally morph from this and really, you know, so this is kind of a cocooning in, into your home. Everybody's kind of cocooned in. And when people cocoon in, just like in mindfulness and meditation, usually something can greater can emerge on the other side. If people are willing to see it. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way for people to be willing to see that is to shift into gratitude. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think um, that's important too. just being mindful every, like when you wake up in the morning, instead of just like grabbing your phone, that's something that I've um, done this last week and a half is I've kept my phone downstairs in the kitchen so that that's not the first thing that I'm seeing. And that has truly helped me sleep better. That has truly helped with the anxiety level. Um, And so that has been um, a game changer for sure. Um, But the other thing was um, oh, what was I, where was I going with that thing? Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. That's okay. No, I've been using my phone too. Like I've been keeping my phone away too. Cause when this first happened, I was like, oh, cause it was happening so fast too. It was like one day it would be one thing. And then the yes. next day it'll be completely different. And it was like one day to the other, it just like shut down and shut down and shut, shut down. So I was trying to stay informed, right? I felt right. like I was trying to yeah. stay informed, like what's going on? What should I need to know? Especially when you have to make calls for a business. If you're just waiting for somebody to tell you something, it, it feels different. But when you actually have to make the call as a business owner, you feel like you need to be informed. Yes. So I, I was doing that too, like reading and like, what should I know? And what should I even tell people? And it really was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm inundated with all this fear and all this anxiety. And I can't like, I can't allow that to guide me. I can't allow that to be my guiding light because when you are a leader, you really have to inundate yourself with the complete opposite of that because you're, you have to be kind of like the the guiding light for people too as well. And you have to be the guiding light for yourself or looking to your mentors to help you too as well. I think all good leaders have a mentor. I, I believe that personally. I've always had a mentor in my experience in business and that has always been helpful for me. And they have mentors, right? right? They, they have somebody that can help yeah. them in certain areas. So as a business owner, if you don't have that, 
right? And you don't, you don't realize that you, you even need that. It, it really, you, your vision gets all foggy and you get inundated with fear and then you can't really function. Yeah. So anything that inundates you with that, stay informed. I mean, I'm staying informed, making sure I kind of know what's happening. Nothing is happening today that's different than yesterday. Right. So, but I'm leaving all of that stuff on the wayside and just really right. focusing on what I was focusing on before. Yeah. And you're not just like consuming so much. You're just kind of making sure that you have what you need to know and not yep. just continually looking at that scrolling yes yes or watching and engaging right so your yes. mind's gonna buy into whatever you engage in so if you're buying in you're reading all this fear you're going to fear feel fearful right you are like that's the truth i mean fear and moderation is is very is important right so like if there's a bear in the woods and the bear comes out and you need that sympathetic response to say right. Oh my God, I gotta get out of here. That's actually positive. But if you're having that response every single day, you're gonna have heightened fear and anxiety. Right. Yeah, that's a very good analogy with the, I like that bear, bear yeah. analogy. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, if you're constantly thinking that there's a bear around the corner, then you've got a problem. Right, <laughs> right, right. There's um, not a bear in our house. Yeah. You know, there's not, there's no bear in our house. So a, a small amount of awareness and amount of understanding at this, at this um, time is very, very important, but not inundating with your, yourself with only that or people that are, um, you know, just talking about that too, as well. If you have somebody that's constantly calling you and like talking about the fear, yes. you might want to cut the conversation short or just like give them some resources. Some people don't have tools to manage fear. They okay. really don't. Right. That's a very good point. Um, we've got a family member or a group family chain going. Um, yes. and we haven't had much lately, but yeah, it was constantly like we did, yeah. I'd look down and there'd be like 48 messages and it's just like, yeah. Ooh, I couldn't, I can't do it. <laughs> it's a lot to handle for anybody. That's the truth though. Nobody really knows how to handle this. Everybody's handling this at the best of their ability. They really right. are doing the best they can but everybody handles that different, right? So mm -hmm. if somebody is looking at this fearful thing, they're going to handle it different than somebody that has tools and has the ability to manage this on a different level. And the people that do have the ability to manage that can say, Hey, why don't you check out this thing instead of just talking about the fear all the time? Exactly. And, um, I think that like going back to the, the phone thing, I remember what I was going to say about it is, um, everybody has their phone though. And like, that's their most, that's where they're getting most of their information. That's where they yes. spend most of their time. And so not having that at my bedside, I'm not looking at it or like, I'm not thinking about something and I don't pick up my, I can't pick up my phone to like yep. look something up again. And so having yep. that on the side or downstairs has helped so much. But then when I wake up in the morning, instead of looking at my phone and checking what time it is, I actually know what time it is right now by the sun. Like it's, yes. I've never been able to do that, but like now I know that when the sun is up um, or like when there's light in my room, it's seven o'clock. Yeah. Um, but if it's just a little bit, it's not quite seven yet. And it's, yeah. it is really neat to be able to know that. But then I'm also able to lay in my bed before I wake, like get fully out of bed, but actually just like think about what I'm grateful for mm -hmm. um, instead of just grabbing my phone. And then I automatically see that there's you know, a message or, um, clicking on Facebook and seeing that, you know, 
so many other people have died from this, you know, right. and then that automatically instills like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, just constant yeah. random scrolling. So, um, yeah. but yeah, so, um, thank you for going over that because I think that this now more than ever, it's so more important to be aware of how you're handling certain situations. Yeah. But then also if you have those tools, um, to help calm somebody or help them, um, give them the tools that they need to, um, help them with the anxiety and the fear. And, um, just like anger, I think there's a lot of yes. anger, you know, too, and not just the fear part, but it's anger as well. They're mad because they can't go out and they can't go out to dinner or they can't go to work or, um, then they get mad at their kids or, you know, things, I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. Just I'm upset about something and I'll be sure because of just of my external mm -hmm. things going on. So, um, yes. and internally, but, um, so I wanted to ask you what book or books have you read recently or in the past that have inspired you? So the one I was reading actually before this all happened that I really have put on the back burner, um, just trying to adapt to everything was the tools of the Titans. It's oh by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. It's sorry. Really cool. I was just talking to somebody about that book. It's huge. I mean, it's massive, but it's a really great, it's a really great book. I mean, I love it. I don't even have it here. Here, I, say, I actually, but... it's funny. Look at my yeah, I have it written down. I was talking to somebody and I hadn't heard of it before, but I'm going to have to buy that now. Yeah, it's really good. It's a really good book. And I, I mean, I kind of like a, I read things where like, I'm a fast reader. So I like, you know, read through things and you can actually go and like even open the book and like, even like in the morning, open the book and read about someone's story, mm -hmm. um, how they were successful in something. And then you get like all the good nuggets from like how they were successful. And then you can yeah. apply it to yourself. So the cool part is, it's like one of those books where you can read from front to back, but you also can utilize it and open and go like, this is a very inspiring story. Yeah. So I always feel like I, inundate myself with that on a regular basis, like what's working for people versus right. just focusing on what's, you know, what's bad. I mean, right now it gives us the opportunity to see what we're really focusing on too as well. Are we always focusing on the bad? Cause we probably were before this too as well. Right. Or are we focusing on the good and you have the willingness and opportunity to look at it right now? Yeah. So I really love that, that story and just inundating with more, um, more good, right? That's really what it's about. Especially yeah. when, you know, the world is, definitely up in arms and, and definitely crazy. We have the, we have the ability to choose. Yeah. Is there any story in particular that you liked from that, from Tools of the Titan that like kind of really just stuck out to you? Yeah. Um, let me think. So I can't even remember right now. I mean, I read it. I, I can't even remember what story really stuck out, but I, I just love how like people that are very, um, either at, it's like endurance, right? So it's elite athletes, very wealthy people. And okay. then people that like invented like amazing, amazing things. And it talks about even how 
people, oh, this was cool. So one of the things that I remember reading is like, they were saying that there was a very high percentage, like 70 or 80%, it was really high, that had some kind of meditation practice. They had some kind of mindfulness practice. That was one of the things that every single person in this book had some kind of that, which yeah. I think it was 80% because I was like, wow, that's it's a huge percentage. Nice. So it's some kind of level of self-awareness though. And yeah. everybody in the book also had some kind of, not everybody, but a high percentage, some kind of routine they felt, something right. that helped them be more creative, something that got them out of the mundane, mediocre kind of thinking Right. And into more of the created field of infinite possibilities and yeah. whether that, you know, that vehicle is meditation getting really still, but they had some kind of, um, synchronicity in that. So that, that was really cool for me to yeah. read. That's neat. And especially because, um, some people wouldn't think of like endurance athletes or just, um, elite athletes. They wouldn't right. think of them as, um, entrepreneurs per se, but like, um, of somebody that requires that sort of mindset and routine, but they really do. Like they wouldn't be able to get where they're at without having um, all of, all of those that we have just discussed. Absolutely. So it's, it's cool that they have those in there as well. Yes. Um, so what is keeping you grounded right now through all of this? Really? I think my routines, I'm drinking a lot more water, which that really helps being mindful of like the hydration I'm doing. But honestly, just being out in nature, like we have a pretty big backyard. We don't have like acres, but we have like a decent sized yard and just going outside every single day and going out in the backyard, my kids too. I feel like that always grounds my children is just being outside. And luckily here, right, it's been pretty nice. So yes. we've been outside really every day. And mother nature, right, is so grounding for people, right? It's mm -hmm. very, the earth is still supporting us. We're still able to like, you know, look at the trees. It's still there. And, right. and nature really can help us remind us of that. So I think that's been my biggest grounding thing. And then gardening. So I got a lot of plants, and we, we were going to build a garden anyways, but this year we're like, we're definitely doing a garden. Yeah. So digging into the earth is very grounding too. So that's really been my, my kind of savior when it comes to when I'm start feeling like, Oh my God, I don't know what's happening. I don't know right. what call to make. Honestly, when I had to make all the calls and make all the decisions before, I remember kind of like barking back at my husband. He asked me what I wanted to dinner. I was like, you just pick it. I don't want to decide anything else right now. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't want to make one more decision right now yeah. at all. So you just pick whatever the heck is in the fridge. I don't even care, you know? Yeah. So, so I had to get like clear myself too. Like, whoa, obviously I'm a little bit out of source right now. And uh -huh. I really had to go back to like, what can I do that is really easy for me to really stay solid and grounded? And that's the thing that we've been doing every day that's been really helping. Awesome. Cool. When you built, when you did your garden this year, um, did you guys do like a, um, a more of a raised garden or yes. did you, okay. Yeah. Um, that's what we've been, um, needing to get our garden going. And I feel like I should have done it like two weeks ago just cause it's been so beautiful. But, um, what have you planted? Okay. So we planted a lot of things. We did three beds and we did like kale, lettuce, tomatoes, peppers, um, 
we did cucumbers, potatoes, beets. Um, we planted a bunch of stuff and really we're just kind of like, I'm not like a super green thumb. We also have one of those hydroponic gardens. Uh -huh. If you've ever seen those, those are really cool. We're going to do some like arugula and stuff in that. I so a lot of, of these. What are the dimensions? Awesome. Help me out. <laughs> it's probably like, I mean, it's well, not for your beds, your garden beds. Oh, the beds. Um, they're probably eight foot by like four foot. Okay. Those are so big. my husband just got those um, eight foot planks and then cut one in half and then just built the bed and then just dug up the soil. Um, yeah, we're, we're definitely experimenting. I've had gardens before, but this was a little bit different and the beds are kind of so easy to like plant and so, yeah. it's just very easy. Did you dig up the soil underneath of it or because I'm yes. nervous you did, is mm -hmm. it, is, was it not clay? It is still clay, but we just kind of like, um, use like my husband just kind of used a shovel and dug up kind of just to make it so the plant could like, I don't really know. I'm not like a gardener, but we just did the, the underneath kind of like tilled the soil. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. And then just plant it on top. Um, probably like, I don't know, like a foot up or so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It was really easy. And then it's easy to like, there's not going to be a lot of weeds and stuff and yeah. I like easy and simple and aesthetically it's very pretty. Yeah. Um, you know, did you buy so, plants or did you do seeds? Um, we bought plants mainly and we actually did some seeds too. We actually bought them from, um, the chiropractor in the area. That yeah, has it. Like yeah. So it like, it's so funny. I was talking to my husband, like, I want to do a garden. And then one of the, um, one of the people from that place, the set apart chiropractic, they just like emailed, like, you need any plants? I was like, I was just thinking about this. So yeah. it was really, um, really synchronistic too. So I appreciated them reaching out. Yeah, that's neat. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And it, it's been so much fun talking to you and just learning about, um, just learning about your businesses, but just also about your mindfulness and just tips that, you know, I can use as well, as well as other people that are going to be listening too. So yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun. And I definitely um, look forward to staying connected. Yes, me too. All right. Have a wonderful day. And thanks again for being with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll see you later. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. My favorite piece from this episode was even though I'm dealing with this, going through this, I still love and accept myself. That's something every single one of us can benefit from. I hope you took away as much from that conversation as I did and can implement something you heard from there into your lives. You can email Katie at katieedwardscorbin.com or the best way to connect with her is through Facebook, Katie Edwards Corbin. You can friend her there and shoot her a message on her business page. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow along and subscribe to our podcast, as well as join the Facebook group Strong as a Mother. Thank you all again. Have a great day.